We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back at it here on a Wednesday night. Cardinals lose to the Braves earlier today. They get swept in the three-game series after taking two of three from Toronto to open up the year. So a two-and-four start for the Cardinals. They now head to Milwaukee to open up a three-game set that will begin on Friday night here on KMOX. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T. P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Uh, Shifting away from baseball for just a few moments. This is our first show that we've done this week because of uh, baseball. And it's our first show since the women's national title game. I have been kind of embarrassed for people and disappointed in the reaction to what happened in that women's basketball game. Now, what I'm really happy about, I am a proponent of women's sports. Uh, I spent a lot of time serving as the broadcaster for a women's Division I basketball team. I, I really like women's college basketball. I think it's a great product, and I think more people would enjoy watching it. And this year's women's national title game had more viewers than any women's national title game in the history of the sport. Uh, it would, but it was still 5 million less people were watching it than watched the men's. Like They're, they're still on a different level. That's also one of the things like we need to take some common sense when we're talking about women's sports. And this is in no, again, I just told you that I am somebody that is, I'm a proponent of women's sports. I, I think it's, they're very entertaining. I'm glad that the country's coming around on them for the most part, but the bottom line is the most watched women's game still had 5 million less viewers than the mo- than the least watched men's national title game. So they're just it's a little bit different now. Where and where I get frustrated sometimes when it comes to women's sports is you know, like the women's soccer players want to be paid the same amount of money as men's soccer players and their argument is that it's because they do the same amount of work. And I've always gone from a very common sense standpoint is it has nothing to do with the work that you're doing. It has everything to do with the money that you are producing. Like To me, I think a, a comparison there is uh, women's soccer players saying they need to make the same amount of money as men's soccer players would be the equivalent of NHL players saying they should make the same amount of money as NBA players. 
NBA players get paid a lot more than NHL players. They play the same amount of games. They put in, you could argue NHL players probably put in more work. Hockey's a lot tougher sport to play. Uh, the toughness level of playing hockey is a lot higher than the toughness level of, of playing basketball, I think. Um, but because they're both men's sports, we don't get there's there doesn't seem to be this feeling of you're not getting the same amount of money because it's a woman versus a man that 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 exists. That feeling exists sometimes when we're comparing women's sports to men's sports. It doesn't exist when we're comparing men's sports to men's sports. And my point has always been just follow the money. If we ever get to a point where a women's sport is making the exact same amount of money as the men's sport, and the women are still being paid a lot less money than the men, then I have a huge issue with it. Then it's not right. But just everything's always connected to revenue. So that's one side of the story. But the other side of the story, and this is where I get frustrated, why are we upset? Why are we upset about the trash talking and everything that went along with Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese? And... A lot of that criticism came early on on Reese, and then all of a sudden people started realizing that Clark basically did the same thing a game earlier, and people kind of trying to protect themselves in many ways kind of came around and started to put Clark in there as well. You do not hear that type of criticism, that widespread criticism, the fact that this was trending on social media. You don't see this when it comes to men's sports. Why are we treating women's athletes different? Why why do we get offended by a female athlete trash talking, but we don't get offended by a man doing the same thing? That's where I take a really, that's where I have issues with this, and that's where I'm kind of embarrassed by it, because these are still high-level athletes. These are still super high-level athletes, and I don't understand why you're going to sit there and watch NFL football, NBA basketball, men's college basketball, whatever sport you want to watch, and there is trash talk. There is uh, some some things that are going on that seem somewhat unsportsmanlike. And, yeah, there's going to be a person here, a person there, who maybe doesn't like it, doesn't appreciate it. But you're not going to see this overwhelming criticism of a certain individual like we saw with Reese and with Clark. And it's really good for women's sports that people are paying attention and this conversation is being had without a doubt. At the same time, just when you're when you're discussing how you feel about an individual, um, try to like look at it through the lens of Am I am I viewing this different because of who the, what, what gender this person is, and that's where I get frustrated. Now, on the same side, I I don't want to see our our first lady treating people differently either. I thought it was an embarrassment. I thought it was a total embarrassment that Jill Biden said that they should invite Iowa to the White House as well. And let me be clear: this is not this is not a political statement. If it was Melania Trump, if it was Michelle Obama, if it was Laura Bush, if it was Hillary Clinton, I don't care which first lady. I don't care if there's an R or a D next to their husband's name. 
it's an embarrassment that you would have the first lady saying, oh, you know what? We should invite both the winner and the loser of the White House. No, you don't. You don't invite the loser. You don't invite. It's crazy. That is that is one of the craziest things I've ever heard said. And it's it is another example of treating men and women differently. Nobody's saying, let's invite San Diego State to the uh, to the White House and they can they can celebrate alongside of UConn. I I think with all due respect to Dr. Jill Biden, I think she did more harm than good in saying those things because she pushed forward somewhat of an agenda of we're going to treat women's sports differently. Just treat women's sports the same. Players should be compensated and have resources based upon the revenue that's coming in. Uh, They should be treated the same way from a social standpoint. They should not be held to different standards just because they're not a man. But that standard goes in both directions. You know, last year during the the women's uh, NCAA tournament, there was the thing where we saw like the weight room that the men had and the weight room that the women had, and that was a bad thing. That was something where the the women obviously were not being given what they should be given compared to what's going on in the men's tournament. That's more of an event thing, though. That's not specifically connected to, say, the compensation of those players. That's something where the NCAA is running identical events at the exact same time. The resources should be the same for both. So, yeah, I I don't know if what I'm saying is making any sense whatsoever. It's just I when I see people being critical of Angel Reese, the first thing that goes to my mind is why. Why are you being critical? Are, are you being critical because she's a woman? Are you being critical because of her skin color? Uh, when when all of a sudden the skin color issue kind of comes away from it and the criticism is of equally of Reese and Clark because Clark basically did the exact same thing, the whole John Cena, you can't see me thing. Uh, when it when when it was the criticism of both, it you're most people who made those criticisms, most people who were up in arms about it, they would not have been if that would have happened in the men's championship game. And I am somebody that I just want to see women's athletes not be held to a different standard because they happen to be women. I am glad that we are having this conversation. I am glad that more people are paying attention to women's sports, whether it's basketball, whether it's soccer, whether it's tennis. You know, we, there's a handful of women's sports that get a, a fair amount of eyes. And the fact that this year was the highest rated, highest viewed women's national championship game ever, that's great. It's a, it's a wonderful product. It's fun to watch. If you don't like it, that's fine. But if you like basketball, there's a pretty good chance that you're going to enjoy uh, watching the women's game, especially at the highest level. I prefer women's college basketball to the WNBA. I'm not somebody that's ever really gotten into the WNBA for whatever reason, but I always have uh, enjoyed women's college basketball. All right, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. We will jump back into uh, the Cardinals for the final half hour of the show, but up next we'll talk some uh, St. Louis Blues hockey. Luke Korak is going to uh, join us as uh, the Blues kind of wind down the season. They're going to see an old friend in Vladimir Tarasenko coming up tomorrow night. What's that going to be like as these two uh, match up against each other? We'll discuss all of that coming up in just a moment. It's Graybar Sports Open Line. We're back with more in a moment on KMOX.
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is America's Sports Voice. KMOX. Our sports open line rolls on here on KMOX. We'll get back into uh, our Cardinals conversation later on, but right now we'll switch gears and talk some St. Louis Blues hockey. The Blues yesterday, they pick up a 4-2 win against Philadelphia. They've been playing okay hockey here recently, certainly dealing with uh, some injuries, and uh, we're very happy to uh, welcome on to the program to uh, talk all things Blues. Uh, Lou Korak, you read him at uh, NHL.com. You also uh, read him in the Hockey News. He joins us uh, right now. Hey, Lou, thanks for your time. How are you? Good, Matt. What's going on? Not a lot. Uh, this is... Uh, how do you evaluate like what's going on right now with this team? Because for a while, they haven't really been playing for... Uh, winning isn't the most important thing, but performances from certain individuals is, but that leads to winning or losing. Like As you're sitting here watching the things that this team can accomplish uh, down the stretch of the season, what are you really looking for? Well, just to continue to see what they've been doing, really, because you know a lot of the talk recently has just been about playing for next year and just trying to build something because, you know, once, once you got behind the eight ball like they did and, you know, fell out of the running and really were chasing, you know, points, oh, I don't know, quarter of the way in, if not longer. I know a lot of the coaches and GMs tend to like to use around Thanksgiving as that evaluation time. And by then, you know, the blues were already kind of in that teetering mode and really were start, were chasing from that point on. Um, and then once you get to the point where you really realize that you're not going to make the playoffs and you're probably going to sell some assets off, then you have to start building a foundation for your future. And that's kind of what they've been doing here. They've done that in this last little bit of uh, stretch that they've played of games, the last 11, what, 7-2-2. Two, and two. So um, I know uh, maybe from, from a fan's perspective, it's not the most popular thing because, you know, once you get to a certain point, you're talking about tanking and whatnot. And I know – players and coaches don't want to hear that so the players are playing are trying to build a foundation for next year 
they're they're trying to make sure this is a one-off and they want to get back to the playoffs next year and that's kind of the focus and where it really needs to be can you do that can you legitimately build foundation build momentum for a next season i think so i mean you you know you already have some foundational pieces that you can go off of i don't think this is one of those situations where you're I don't know, the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets, San Jose Sharks, Anaheim Ducks, those teams that are at the bottom. I think this is one of those situations where, and Doug Armstrong, uh, something that he said recently that really sticks out to me is is he says he he wants them to be like the Los Angeles Kings. And the Kings went through a stretch there where they were a non-playoff team. They were trying to build their foundation back up keep a lot of their core guys around, but build with some draft picks. And I think that's what uh, Doug Armstrong is gearing to do here with this group. Uh, they have some good young talent out there. They're putting them in situations right now. And I, I think, you know, the one thing of being a non-playoff team right now is you get a good look at these young guys to see if they can be part of your foundation moving forward. And I think they're starting to get some clear answers on that. And you're also getting some clear answers on some of these guys that you're taking chances on that have something to prove. Jacob or Jakub Vrana, uh, Kasperi Kapanen, Sammy Blay, who've all performed very well. All those players, as you reference, are, are, are brought in. Do you feel like, and they're still with the draft picks and, and other, you know, everything else that the, they, they, they have for the players that they traded, do you feel like the, the return so far has been something that this team can build around? Sure, because you're going to go into the – I think the Blues are going to be one of the more busier teams going into uh, the draft at the end of June. There's somebody really to keep an eye on here because I think they'd be willing to move their two pieces that they picked up from Toronto and the Rangers. Uh, If it be for in an NHL trade, they would certainly do that. But I think uh, really in a best-case scenario, I think what Doug Armstrong would really like to do here – is he'd like to package those two picks and move up in the draft and get, and get himself another higher pick because this, this draft is so deep and there are a number of players that are going to be coveted in this draft. And uh, that doesn't necessarily mean if you don't draft in the top five, top 10, that you're going to, you're, you're not going to get somebody that's a value because you certainly are. The only way they're going to move their pick wherever that may be is if they're going to be able to move up any higher than there were already at right now, or otherwise, the Blues are going to keep that pick because uh, they they really like some of the players that are going to be coming out of that. And, you know, obviously, best case scenario, if you're able to move up in the lottery, that's going to be all the better for them. So I think that's what they're going to be looking to do here and certainly looking out to make an NHL trade or two if, if it presents itself to better this team moving forward into next year. Luke Korak continuing to join us. Can you explain the, the Thomas Grice situation where – I know he had a procedure earlier in the week, but then his his nameplate is gone out of the uh, out, of, out of the room. Like it just this seems like an odd situation. Am I reading too much into it? It really is. I it was kind of one that threw me for a curveball because I really didn't know what to make of it, and certainly was not aware of anything that may have been bothering him. So I don't know if this is a situation where he was upset about something because I know that. He, he was in a situation here where if he got a certain number of starts down the stretch, it would have kicked in a $250,000 bonus. Now, am I reading into something a little too much? I'm not so sure, but it's something definitely that's worth keeping out there on the table. 
Um, if there is something wrong there physically, I certainly understand it. I mean, he's at an age right now where, you know, you almost have to think, you know, you wonder if, you know, if it's worth continuing on with your career. I really don't know because we haven't had a chance to speak with him or knew anything of this. And it certainly doesn't sound like from talking to Craig Berube that he has really, or he's forthcoming with any kind of clarity on it. So I'm with you on that one. I kind of find the whole situation strange, but you know what? The Blues got a couple of young goalies uh, down in the minors. They have one up right now with uh, Vadim Jarenko that they're wanting to give some time up here. And we certainly know Joel Hofer is going to be Joel or Jordan Bennington's backup next year. So I don't know if that rubbed him the wrong way or not, but you know, hopefully we can get some clarity on that. But as of right now, it's as much a mystery to me as it is to you. The bottom line is somebody made the decision that they're going to take the nameplate down and there has to be something more behind that. If he's just, if he just got a procedure and even if he's going to miss the rest of the year, that still seems kind of odd. Yeah, it is. And uh, it's like I said, it's 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 a situation that really came out of nowhere. He played the game in Nashville on Saturday. Uh, I had done a little digging around to see if there was something that happened maybe in that game. And from what I was told, something there was some sort of aggravation is, is my understanding that happened in that game. But nothing to where I I was aware that there was going to be some kind of a procedure done. So again, uh, a big mystery and hopefully, you know, if not, you know, before the regular season ends, you know, we'll get a chance to talk to uh, not only players, but coaches and management after the season. And hopefully maybe we can get some clarity on that. Do you think Robert Thomas or Robert Bertuzzo will play again this year? Good question. Uh, Bortuzzo, I'm not so certain. Robert Thomas, I think he may. He actually skated yesterday. It was weird. They they listed him as a game-time decision, decided to keep him out, and then he doesn't practice again today. But uh, we saw him at the rink today, and he looked fine. I mean, you, you can always look fine, whether you look fine or feel fine or two different things. But uh, Bortuzzo, I'm not so certain because he hasn't been on the ice here. He, uh, he skated. Uh, my understanding is the last time he was on the ice was on Sunday. Hasn't been on the ice since, uh, and will definitely not play tomorrow. But uh, Robert Thomas will also not play tomorrow. That'll bring you know that'll take it down to what three games remaining. So, but after Saturday, you don't play again until next Wednesday. So uh, I would lean a little bit more on Robert Thomas finishing out the year on the ice as opposed to off the ice rather and Bortuzzo, uh, I'm I'm probably leaving that as a 50-50, more leaning on probably won't play again this year. What's your is there much talk? Is there much much juice to the fact that they're going to be facing off against Vladimir Tarasenko? Um there probably would be if they were in a playoff position, but uh, you know, they've had a number of these now where there's going to be another tribute video tomorrow and there'll be recognition for Nico Mikola certainly but you know Tarasenko somebody that was that's been in the organization for a long time I mean he was a 2010 draft pick and the St. Louis Blues are the only organization before the trade that he knew so um, I'm sure the guys are going to get jacked up to play against him and vice versa and as we speak the Rangers are playing right now so uh, it'll it'll be a shame we won't get a chance to talk to him pregame because they won't skate tomorrow so won't have a chance to see Tarasenko until after the game. But, uh, you know, the Rangers have a lot to play for. And as Colton Pareko said today, they also have a lot to play for as well because, you know, they have a chance to play spoiler with some of these teams. And, again, they're trying to build a foundation moving into next year, and they want to continue that solid play. 
so the guys can feel good about themselves moving into the offseason and getting ready for training camp. He is Luke Korak, covers the Blues for NHL.com. You can also read him at the Hockey News. Follow him on Twitter at LKorak10. Luke, thanks as always for the time. Enjoy the evening, and we'll talk again real soon. All right, Matt. Take care. Very good. Luke Korak joining us on the program. When we come back, we'll jump back into uh, the Cardinals. Had some calls earlier. We uh, weren't able to quite get on. If you want to uh, chime back in on what's going on with this team, either from a perspective of uh, the Tyler O'Neill, Oliver Marmel stuff, or just starting pitching, which has not been good. That's The starting pitching struggles has kind of been covered up by the fact that uh, we have this other side story going on. So we'll get into all that coming up in just a moment. It's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I'm Cardinals outfielder Jordan Walker, and you're listening to the Sports Open Line on KMOX. Back at it here on a Wednesday night. Another full two-hour program coming up tomorrow. No Cardinals baseball tomorrow. They're going to open up a three-game weekend series against the Brewers coming up on Friday night here on KMOX. They get swept by the Atlanta Braves. They lose today. Miles Michaelis struggled early, kind of locked in after that, but uh, through his first two starts, he's 0-1 with a 9.64 ERA. Here is the starting pitcher's ERA right now through six games, 7.14. They've given up 23 earned runs in 29 innings. Clearly, that's not very good. That being said, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it means anything yet. Um... If we get a month down the line, if all these starters have four or five starts under their belt and it's still in that same neighborhood, then we kind of retroactively go back and say, okay, you see what they were doing early on in the season? They're, that's who they were. That's what it was. Those red flags were legit. But what's more likely to happen is all these guys kind of lock in and become some version of the pitchers we know they are. Really, for me, the question isn't so much... Are they going to do that? The question is, what are the ceilings for these guys? Because they need to have higher ceilings for this team to have that long-term success and success in the playoffs that fans certainly want them to have. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Let's grab Reed, who's given us a call. Hey, Reed, you're on Sports Open Line. Thank you. Uh, just a couple points here. When it comes to the Cardinals starting pitching, we need to borrow a page out of Aaron Rodgers. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. It's going to be fine. They're proven horses. They're going to be good to go. Okay? That said, we got to get it fixed sooner rather than later because they can't burn up this ex- exemplary bullpen we have. Okay? Now, on the Tyler O'Neill thing, he did, Marmol did the same thing last year to Harrison Bader. Called him out in the press. No one made a big boo ha about it last year with Harrison Bader. Why is no one making something about it now? 
That's all I got to say. I'll hang up and listen to you. Thank you. All right, Reed. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the phone call. I wasn't here when the Harrison Bader thing went down last year. Sports producer extraordinaire Matt Pajeski, let me rely on you a little bit here. You remember the reaction to this Tyler O'Neill thing, equal to, greater than, less than the reaction to the Harrison Bader thing from last year. I was watching it from afar. I was still in Milwaukee last year. Uh, the reac- reaction to O'Neill was way greater than Bader. And okay. I think it's because Bader kind of owned up to it. Yeah. He agreed with Ollie. And Bader still sat out the following game. And it was a little uncomfortable. But Bader did own up to it. He agreed with Ollie. So I guess that's why it didn't get as much as much attention as O'Neill did. Yeah, I know Bader would not leave the clubhouse that night until going and having a conversation with Oliver Marmel and, uh, and apologizing and things like that. I'll tell you this, just a sidebar on that. I'm actually I'm very glad that happened. So when I was up for this job, I had to create a sports radio segment that would be a mock segment like you would hear on Sports Open Line. And my mock segment that I did was all on that Harrison Bader situation, and it got me the job. So uh, I am thankful for the Harrison Bader situation because who knows, maybe I don't have this job if not for that. Uh, but I was not in St. Louis when that happened last year. Let's go to Chris, who's giving us a call. Hey, Chris, you're on Sports Open Line. Yes, sir. Uh, I don't know. I think they ought to go after another starting pitcher. In fact, last week, they were talking about another starting pitcher, and I can't remember his name. He was either with uh, Toronto or Seattle. And I wonder what happened with that deal. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Chris, appreciate the phone call. We're, we're, we, we haven't heard anything for the team. Like, you're not going to hear John Mosaic say, yeah, we're interested in pitcher X from this team. And uh, the MLB insiders, whether it's a – Ken Rosenthal or John Heyman or a, a Buster only Jeff Passan, whoever it might be, they're going to hear things. I, I've talked with baseball executives and I, I've asked very specifically of, of all the things that are said of all the things that are reported by these baseball insiders, how much of it is true. And more often than not, there's like a kernel of truth somewhere in there, but it's mostly not true. A lot of these baseball insiders, everything they report has been given to them with an agenda. So if you really pay attention closely, any of these guys, some of them are known for having relationships with agents. Some of them are known for having relationships with owners. And they all kind of have and, – and sometimes it's, it's a very um, – hmm, how do I say this? It's a very transactional relationship that these folks have. So you're a, you're a baseball insider and you've got a relationship with an owner or you've got a relationship with an agent and they're going to give you some information. They're going to give you some good information sometimes. Well, sometimes they're going to give you some bad information, but they're going to need you to report it as fact or at least throw it out there as a possibility because it helps a narrative or something they're pushing. It helps their agenda. So I am the last one to sit here and talk about all the various rumors out there. I said this in the offseason. I'll continue to say it now. If if a trade presents itself, like right now, where you can go get a top-level starting pitcher and it makes sense to make that deal, then, yeah, you go make the deal. But there's no, there's no urgency. There's zero urgency to making that deal right now. This is where the difference between playing in the NL Central and playing in either the NL East or the NL West. 
with all due respect to the other teams, and they're look the the Pirates are off to a nice start. They're four and two. The Brewers just had a really impressive series against the Mets. They had outscored them nineteen nothing in the first two games, and then came back to win today seven six in walk off fashion. Uh, Cubs have had their moments. Reds have had their moments. There's the, the division has had a nice start to the season. It's not going to stay that way. The Reds aren't any good. The Pirates aren't especially good. I don't think the Brewers are especially good. I don't think the Cubs are especially good. The Cardinals have to be just some version of themselves to win this division. It's not about winning the division. It's about what you do long-term. But because you're probably going to win the division, I don't know if I want to say easily, but somewhat easily, you should at least. You should win the division easily. It puts you in position to wait it out a little bit if you are going to go acquire a starting pitcher. And there's no, you're not jumping on anything right now because these starting pitchers the Cardinals currently have are going to pitch a lot better than they have pitched so far. One start for four of the starters, two starts for one of them. It's still early on in the season. It's going to be fine. The This group of starters will win the division for the team. Will this group of starters win them a postseason series? That's the better and more important question, but that's a question that will be answered uh, later on down the line. All right, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk with our guy, uh, Brad Young. He's in tonight for uh, KMOX's At Your Service. We'll get his thoughts on uh, the Cardinals. We'll find out what's going on with his show. Might talk a little sports gambling as well as uh, the uh, state Senate uh, took that up today, and they put some amendments to the bill that the House had originally passed. And uh, I'm not sure if we're any closer to uh, sports gambling becoming legal in Missouri, but uh, maybe, maybe some steps were taken forward uh, or steps were moved forward today. Uh, Brad Young joins us in just a moment. This is a Gray Bar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. Starting to put the final touches on this edition of a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Coming up at 8 o'clock at your service, our guy Brad Young's going to be in. In fact, he's not going to be in. He's in right now. Hi, Brad. Matt, good to see you, sir. You know, I, I miss seeing you a lot recently when you were on the road and in spring training, so it's good to see you again. It's good to see you as well. I know you've been following along with what's going on first in the State House, now the State Senate when it comes to the sports gambling bill. Yes. I, gotta, t- I need you to talk to me like I'm really dumb. Really dumb. Well, you're not, so I'll have to imagine eh. that you are. Eh. So I got that. I can, I've got a good, very good imagination. It's debatable. All right, so... The state Senate's doing their thing today, and they're putting all these amendments on, and then they're they're voting on the amendments. There's one specific amendment that it would charge a fee to access online sports betting apps, $4 for a two-hour period to access an online sports betting app. Casinos would end up paying the fee. The House will never approve this. Nope. Will never approve it. It'll never happen. It is approved unanimously today by the state Senate. Why why are they approving something that they know will never have a chance to be approved on the other side? Like if we are trying to make progress, if we are trying to take steps forward, why are things that have 0% chance of ever being in put in play, why are they being approved? Two reasons. First is the... It will be the philosophical, and secondly, is how things get done. This, the second point I'm going to make for you is how the sausage is made. Okay. Okay. Point one: Why do they do this? They do this because 
uh, they want to be able, the legislators want to be able to go back to their constituents and say, we're generally against sports betting, but we agreed to it in the Senate only on the condition that people would have to pay a lot of extra money that would come into state coffers and would benefit the citizens of Missouri. We're going to make them pay if they want to gamble. That's the first reason, political. So it's a way of saying I'm against it, but I'm going to reluctantly agree to it with all of these extra conditions. Much like when gambling was first approved in Missouri, the casinos had to be on a river. So in other words, the, the legislators could say we're against gambling, but we put these restrictions on it in order to keep the women and children safe from the horrors of gambling. And so that that's the real that's the political side. What's the practical side? I've worked a lot in Jefferson City over the years with labor issues. I've actually been in the room when these things happen. It's called a House Senate Resolution Committee meeting. Here's exactly what happens. You sit in a room with about 20 old guys and this and the and the and the person who's running the meeting says Here's the difference between the House version and the Senate version. We make a motion to reconcile it in such and such a fashion. Everybody in favor say aye, aye, and then it moves on. So the legislators can add these ridiculous restrictions, number one, so they can crow about it politically, about opposing it or putting extra restrictions on it. But secondly, they know if it's going to pass, it's going to get resolved in a House-Senate Resolution Committee, which allows them to pull a Pontius pilot maneuver and simply mm. wash their hands. Here's where I get frustrated. Look, I'm not a sports gambler. I don't do it. There's a reason that casinos build really big buildings. It's because they're good at what they do, and I'm not yes. good at it. So I'm not, a, I'm not a sports gambler. Neither am I. What I am is someone who wants to see the best for the community that I'm in, and I'm watching tax dollars go over to Illinois. Yes. And if you're in Kansas City, I'm watching tax dollars go over to Kansas. Yes. And if you're in the northern part of the state, I'm watching tax dollars mm-hmm. go up to Iowa. Like, I'm seeing all this tax. And and now we got these p- politicians who are going to futz around with this stupid stuff all the while. Mm-hmm. Tax money is leaving the state. Like, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And it really harms the citizens of Missouri on something like this. Uh, so that's why... I'm firmly convinced that this will pass in this session. Now, the Missouri legislative session only runs through the end of May, so they're kind of losing. They don't have a lot of time to get this done. But I'm telling you, at least from what I've heard, this will happen this session. So when I hear that, what that tells me is is that the, the members of the Senate who added all of these ridiculous restrictions know that when it goes to that House Senate Resolution Committee hearing, those are all going to get stripped. And when they're stripped out of the bill, they can still go back to their leg- their uh, constituents and say, I either voted against it or when I voted for it, I added all these restrictions. And unfortunately, I got outvoted in that House-Senate Resolution Committee meeting. It's all about cover and political angling. I could never be a politician. I just couldn't <laughs> do it. I couldn't play these stupid games. And it's all games. Yeah. And, and I, 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 in my life, I mark... The best decisions in my life were things that I chose not to do. Mm-hmm. And one of them was I was being heavily recruited to run for office. And it was kind of tempting. You know, hey, I got these people talking to me. I got these people saying they're going to fund my campaign. It's kind of attractive. I said, no, thank you. 
one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. What uh, what office? It was run for state representative. Okay, which uh, I was very easy to say no to uh, because I would have had to have resigned from my law firm to make thirty four thousand dollars a year. I always like, and I think, nah, yeah, I'm not really ready to do that. It's funny. Like, I I could never run for office because there's you know there's rules about being on media, on radio, on oh, yeah. TV. So like yeah. people who are in these type of jobs, who was the guy who said he was going to run for president? Uh, Walsh. And he quit his radio job because he was going to run for president. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. And then like nothing it came of it. Happened. Yeah. yeah. But exactly. he, quit, he quit his radio job because of it. So it's a, it's a problem. It's got, a problem. Got about a minute left. What's uh, what's coming up on uh, at your service tonight? Well, shockingly, there's actually more in the news right now other than Donald Trump. Hmm. I know that's hard for people to believe, uh, but we're going to talk about a lot of stuff tonight. Uh, we got a lot of news. We got a couple of interviews lined up. And most importantly, I'll be talking to uh, Matt Pajeski oh, okay. during the course of the show uh, because uh, his opinions are worth hearing. I agree. I, I just asked him uh, something a little earlier. Now, Matt Pajeski, do you agree that your opinions are worth hearing? Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be listening. Thanks, Brad. My pleasure. That's Brad Young. He's got uh, At Your Service coming up in uh, just a few moments. So here's what we've got uh, tomorrow. We'll have a full sports open line again, 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Cardinals are off tomorrow. And then uh, Friday they'll open up a series in Milwaukee against uh, the Brewers. Good pitching matchup. Uh, Jack Flaherty against Brandon Woodruff on uh, Friday night. So certainly looking forward to that. Of course, you can hear it right here on your home for Cardinals baseball. Thanks for being tuned in. We'll talk again tomorrow for another Gray Bar Sports Open line here on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.